lift up your voice and begin to bless the one who sits upon the throne. Let your praises rise unto the wind who resurrected and defeated death. Let your worship rise to him alone. Let your praises rise to him. Let your praises rise to him. The one that sits upon the throne. The Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, we give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can we pass the communion around? Let's pass the communion around. Today is Easter. We are feeding of the blood. We are feeding of the, of the body of Christ. We are also drinking of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because there is power in the blood of Jesus to break the yokes of the enemy. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ to bring restoration. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Father, I pray over this communion, Lord. It ceases, Lord, to be an ordinary juice, Lord, and, and, and flakes, Lord. But Father, oh God, that the reason of your word as we partake in this communion, Lord, let, Lord, the effectual power of the resurrection of Christ be made manifest in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can you take one moment and speak to the Lord what you want to experience out of this communion this morning? Can you open your mouth and speak to the Lord to say, Lord, this is what I want to experience out of this communion. This is the blessing I want to receive. I don't want to drink this law for the sake of just partaking. But Father, this is what I expect. This is my expectation, Lord, of coming in to partake at the step of this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can take of the body of Christ right now. If you've got your communion, take of the body of Christ. Father, as we drink, Lord, of the blood of Jesus Christ, Father, we ask Jesus that whatever seed the enemy has planted in our bodies, in our lives, in our families, let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ by the reason Lord of your word Father whoever is under the shackles of the enemy we decree and declare it is broken in the name of Jesus it is broken in the name of Jesus Christ can you drink of the blood? Oh, Mashada Libragadaya. We give you praise, oh God. Thank you, Father, for Easter. Thank you, Father, for Easter. Mashatadaya. Elebo Sutain Kamadabasha. Rapakozudea. In Shepriketo Librahania. We give you praise, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed.
In the name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. 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 We're going to just um, keep standing as we take the scriptures. I'm just trying to rush quickly so we can have some time to commun communion with ourselves, fellowship with ourselves together. I'm reading from the book of Luke, chapter 24. Book of Luke, chapter 24. I'm going to read from, from verse 1 all the way to verse 12. Apologies, verse 1 to 12. And it says, I'm going to read it quickly. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Can you repeat that to yourself? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here but he is a reason. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful man and be crucified on the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the leaven and to all the rest. It was Mary Madeline, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And the words seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them but peter arose and ran to the tomb and stooping down he saw the leaning clothes lying by themselves and he departed marveling to himself at what had happened marveling to himself at what had happened can you tell your neighbor the tomb is empty the tomb is empty the tomb is empty you're not saying it like you really know what happened the tomb is empty the tomb is empty, therefore I arise. We're going to say it one more time. We're going to say it with all seriousness in us. The tomb is empty, therefore I arise. The tomb is empty, therefore I arise. The tomb is empty, therefore you arise. Can you open your mouth and begin to turn that into prayer right now? That the tomb is empty, your tomb, the problem that you've been looking for, it is empty, it is no longer there. You are arising out of the shackles of darkness. The tomb is empty, you are arising out of the shackles of the enemy. You are arising out of the situation that's held you bound over the seas. You are arising. You are arising in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. One thing that we need to understand, sorry, I'm keeping you standing just a little while. One thing that we need to understand is that the grave could not even hold him. The grave could not hold him. I have never seen anyone come out of the grave come out of the grave. I was telling my, two years ago, so I did a little um, clip with my daughter. I actually reposted it again on Facebook. Um, the little clip, I was trying to tell my daughter, okay, what, do, what do you understand Easter to mean? And she said, Jesus died. He was put in the, was put in the tomb. And then they put a big rock to cover it up. A big rock to cover it up. Meaning there was no hope. It was locked up, dead, locked up, forgotten. Locked up, cemented, forgotten. But someone repeat again after me. The tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Therefore I arise. Therefore arise. By the resurrection power in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to repeat after me. By the resurrection power in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you. Recall your name. I command them so. Arise out of every shackles of the enemy. And enter into your season of manifestation. 
We're going to repeat that one more time. By the reason of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, I command you, Namso, arise out of the shackles of the enemy and enter into your season of manifestation. Can I hear you turn that into a prayer right now? By the reason of the resurrection power, you arise, you break out of the shackles of the enemy, you cut it down, you emerge, you step into your season of manifestation. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. There is power in the resurrection. You know, Paul was saying that I may know him. I must also know the power of his resurrection. There is power in resurrection. The power in resurrection is what we are celebrating today. The power in the resurrection. We're not just saying, oh, Jesus resurrected and that's it. There is power in resurrection. It's the power to give life to dead. Things that are dead. The power to breathe life into death. The power to give hope where situations say there is, there is hopelessness. Where there is hopelessness. I want you to turn that into prayer. That every season of hopelessness in your life that is terminated by fire at this moment. Every season of hopelessness. You know, any situation that has turned to be hopeless. You know, it has turned to be hopeless. There is no pathway forward. Let the Lord breathe life into it. Let the resurrection power of the Most High breathe life into it right now. Let it breathe life into it right now. Whether you are online or in the room, I decree in the clear, let hope arise. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Well, thank you, Spirit of the Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father, because of what you're going to do in this place. The power of the resurrection of Christ will be made manifest in our lives. We are resurrecting. We are rising. No shackles of the enemy will hold us bound. Father, we are breaking out. We are breaking out. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we've prayed. As you get seated in God's presence, can you reach out to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, the tomb is empty, therefore I arise. Therefore I arise. The tomb is empty, therefore I arise. I am rising, I am rising, I am rising, I am rising, I am rising. Hallelujah. So Easter is, um, we all know Easter is a, is a day that Jesus Christ resurrected from the grave. Easter is a day that he resurrected from the grave. We're not just remembering Easter for the sake of just, you know, the death of Jesus Christ. The Easter is the climax of Jesus's um, journey on earth, is a climax of, of, of his um, trip. He came in, you know, for the one purpose, to save mankind, to die. So that was a climax of his journey here on earth. And also, it became the birthing of a new era in our Christian faith. Our Christian faith, the reason why we have a Christian faith that we can say, oh yeah, we are Christians. The reason why we can say it boldly is because there was a resurrection. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ birthed 
a new era in our Christian faith. It better than a new era in our Christian faith. But not just building a bridge to restore our relationship back to God. Not just building that bridge to restore our relationship back to God. It also eliminated the need to have a middleman in our relationship to God. You know, back in the past, you would have all the priests who will stand in. You, you can't, who dare? Why would you walk into the holies of holy? Who are you? Even the priests don't even consider themselves qualified. So it has to, pick, it has to be a shift, shift by shift. So if your shift falls in on the day that you are not purified, you are in big trouble. So it is shift by shift. So you pick a shift, you look at the schedule, this is when I'm going to be serving in the holies of holies. And you try to keep yourself, make sure that you've sanctified yourself and keep yourself. Because nobody walks into the holies of holies just by themselves. Right? Nobody walks in. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ eliminated the need to have that middleman in our relationship with God. Now we have full access we have full access to just come into the Father's presence. To come into the Father's presence. We are not coming into the Father's presence. Although the Bible says coming boldly. We are not coming into the Father's presence just because of our righteousness. We're not coming into the Father's presence because, come on, you know, I pay my tithe. I, I, I prayed, you know, for like two hours last night. Um, you know, I preached to the, I give alms. No, you're not coming to God because of the things that you've done. Not by your achievement. We are coming in humility by the blood. We are coming in humility. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you repeat after me? I am coming by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am coming by the blood of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 16. Therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in times of need. When you're here let us come boldly. It is not coming in arrogance. And say come on do you look, look, look at me. You know how the Pharisees will, will say look at me. I pay my tithe you know. You know. Try to belittle every other person who is not a Pharisee, right? But we are coming in humility by the blood, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when, what God, when God looks upon us, when we are coming in to obtain access, right? When he looks upon us, he's not looking at us from the perspective of our Christian standing. Because our Christian standing is actually filtered right before him. So he's not looking at us from the perspective of our Christian standing. He's looking at us through the blood of Jesus Christ. So no matter who you are, no matter your, your status, no matter who you are, you know, whether you are someone who we consider to be a sinner, whether you are someone who is considered to be a deacon in the church, who is an apostle, everybody comes into his presence through the same blood. The same blood. There is no demarcation. Every person comes through the same blood. Through the same blood. Now, one verse that, that caught my attention in the text that we just read is where the Bible said, then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, and they, and they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? Can you repeat that to your neighbor? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? The truth is that there was an expectation that the body of Jesus Christ will remain in the tomb. That was the expectation. The body of Jesus Christ will remain in the tomb. So why why would the body just disappear? You know, why would he, like nobody expected Jesus Christ to resurrect on the third day. So the expectation was that his body was going to remain in that tomb. There is an expectation that people have of you. That the situation that you have in your life will remain the way that it is. Expectation that people have. That this is how it is going to be. You know, that it's, it's, it's sealed up. This is how it is going to be. But we are here to declare, 
we are here. I'm here to tell you, to declare the word of the Lord. This is resurrection service. That the tomb is empty. Why are they seeking for the living among the dead? It has changed levels. It has changed levels. It has changed levels. Their expectation will result in a disappointment in the name of Jesus Christ. It will result in a disappointment in the name of Jesus Christ. And I decree over you that the people who are expecting to find you where they left you, that they are going to be disappointed in the name of Jesus Christ. You are arising beyond their expectations. You are arising beyond their expectations. In the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, the Bible says that if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I'm going to read it from message translation. It says, it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he will do exactly the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, when God lives and breathes in you, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that death life. With the spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. I want you to take note of this. I'm going to read this part. There's a part that caught my attention. When God lives and breathes in you. When God lives and breathes in you, they say you were delivered from that dead life. When he lives and breathes in you, you are delivered from that dead life. With the spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. So it is not enough to say, you know, his resurrection service, therefore I arise. A man who is put down by the enemy cannot do anything to arise by themselves. The enemy, that's why he's called the prince of the world, right? He is called the prince of the world. So physically, you don't have the strength to break the shackles of the enemy off your feet. You cannot. You cannot break the shackles of the enemy off your feet by yourself. In the book of Corinthians, I'm just trying to rush it. In the book of Corinthians, the Bible calls him the prince of this world. It says, if the prince of this world had known, you would not have crucified the Lord of glory, right? Jesus Christ did not just overcome one thing that you need to understand is that a strong man is not afraid of anybody who is, whose strength is below his strength. So um, let me think of an example. If I, if I walk out right now and I get like a 12-year-old, walk up to me like, I'm going to deal with you when you step out today. I'm going to deal with you. Like, I'll just like, <laughs> like, that's not possible. Like, I can just, I can just like lift you, hold, like I, I can actually grab you with my just one hand, right? But... When someone who is more stronger than myself, who goes to, who goes to the gym, <laughs> who goes to the gym, muscular, comes to me and be like, I'm going to deal with you. I'll probably just say this side. I'll be looking at my time, like, has he gone? You know, look, looking inside, looking at my watch, just making sure the person has left. That is the situation. The enemy himself is strong. He is not afraid. The Bible did not say at the mention of Namso's name that the, the, the every knee was bowed. No. It said at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, Every knee must bow because of what he overcame the enemy. And he did not just overcome the enemy. The worst thing that you can do to a warrior is not just beating him in the secret place. If you beat him in the secret place, he can still have his dignity, you know, and come out and be like, hey, you know, nobody knows what happened. But the Bible says that he made a public show. He made a public show of the enemy. 
having disarmed principality and powers in book of Colossians 2 verse 15. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. Triumphing over them. That is why at the mention of the name of Jesus, they like, ah, that is the name that beats me. That is the person who beats me every moment. That is the person who beats me every moment. So, Jesus Christ, in life, he was victorious. In death, he smashed the sting of darkness. And then he resurrected. And when we have the ultimate, ultimate um, backing of Jesus Christ to wage war against the enemy. Because we know, like a song that we sang, the victory is certain. I'm going to see a victory. He, every war that he wages, he will definitely win. He, I've never seen Jesus wage a war that he never won. Never. I've never seen him wage a war that he never won. Every single war that he wages, he definitely wins. Romans chapter 8 verse 11, back to Romans 8 11, but if the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. So from this text is actually apparent, apparent that the only way that you can rise up is through fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The only way that you can rise up is through communion and fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. One prayer that I keep making every time is that my life will not become um, a symbol, like an empty symbol, right? That is just full of drama. That each time that you, you, you wake up or, or you want to do anything, and the enemy is like, that's that person. Like, you think that the devil doesn't know people whose spiritual lives are... He knows. He knows when your life is full of drama. He knows when your life doesn't have the power thereof to back it up. He knows. He knows. My prayer is that my life will not be full of drama. And that should be your prayer as well. That your life will not be full of drama. For a sustained revival to take place, a sustained revival to take place in your life, there needs to be an indwelling of the Spirit of God. Indwelling of the Spirit of God. It is not a place where, where you know, back in the day um, when they had the temple, where everyone would go to the temple, have communion with God, read the Bible at the temple, and then go back home. In fact, Jesus Christ put it when he was um, discussing with the woman of Samaria. He said, you know, the, uh, we were asking, asking Jesus about, you know, worshiping in Samaria, whether it was better or going down to Jerusalem. And he said, the hour is coming, and now is the time when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. My prayer for you is that your life will not become a sounding symbol, like a symbol full of drama. That is my prayer for you. Now, until your worship transitions beyond a Sunday-Sunday visit, your worship to God, your fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit, if it doesn't transition beyond a Sunday-Sunday thing, there is no rising, oh. There is absolutely no rising. There must be consistent fellowshipping. There must be consistent fellowshipping that we have to develop to have an indwelling of the Spirit of the Lord. I want you to repeat this after me. Holy Spirit, invade my life and dwell in me. Holy Spirit, invade and dwell in this life. Holy Spirit, invade and dwell in this life. Can you convert that? Take one moment and make the prayer. Convert that into a prayer. Holy Spirit, come and invade this life and dwell in this life. Invade me. Invade this life, Lord, and dwell in me. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ.
in verse 6 of the chapter that we read, the text that we read, the Bible says um, the angels were talking to the, to the women who came to the tomb. And they said, he is not here. He is risen. They said, remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Remember how he spoke to you when you were still in Galilee. Sometimes things happen in our lives that we just forget about the word of God. Things happen in your life that you just, like the whole promises of God, that you, you heard God clearly speak to you, will just evaporate, will just disappear. Like for the disciples, like when Jesus was speaking to them, I'm pretty sure they weren't doing something else. They were probably taking notes, you know, saying, yes, he's going to die three days, resurrect. They were taking notes, you know, marking everything. So this is what is going to happen. But as soon as Jesus died, everything disappeared. Everything disappeared. All the promises disappeared. A couple months ago here, we talked about placing value on the word of God. Placing value on the word of God. That every single word that God has given to you. You have to place value on it. Sometimes it may be that you have to write it down to place value, to demonstrate that, hey, I actually value this word from God. I actually value this word from God. So we talked about placing value on the word of God. I've got a story. So um, story that happened to me um, as part of my um, job search. So the day, the final, <laughs> the final, um, the fi my final aptitude test that I took, I passed the test, and the Spirit of the Lord told me, this is the job that you're going to get. So I was so excited. So I went home. I was telling every, all my friends, I was like, this is what God is saying. I'm going to get this job. He has told me that this is the job I'm going to get. So I wasn't going to worry about interviewing. I wasn't going to worry about anything. So I was comfortable. In, I had peace in my heart that this was a job. And um, we went through all the processes, went through all the exams and everything. And then went through the final stage, which was medical. And um, <clears throat> the results, you know, submitted directly to the office. And we, we had this little group. You know what happens when you have, like, a clique of people who are looking for the same job? So you create, like, a group, you know, monitoring what's happening. So if one person gets the call, you expect your own call to come as well. So we were all monitoring the call. So on that Friday from the afternoon, one, the first person got a call and started calling everybody. Hey, I've got a call. You know, every other person started calling. Go, hey, have you received your own calls? So we're exchanging messages. Everybody got a call except me. I waited. I waited. 12 a.m. in the midnight. The call never came. I checked my missed calls. I checked messages, checked my emails, checked everywhere. The call did not come. The next day was a Saturday. So everybody in the group got called. So I just knew I didn't get a job. In fact, so people, people around me started consoling me, you know, this is the will of God. They started consoling me, <laughs> telling me, hey, just, um, you know, forget about it. You know, God is going to open another door. This is what. But for me, I was like, I just knelt and I said, God, you, you said this thing. I remember you said this word. I don't know what happened, you know, transitioned, you know, in the middle of you saying the word and this happening. Like, it's unusual. But, well, I, I'm going to still trust in you, you know, but I know that you said this word. In fact, the next day, um, during morning devotion, um, they used my, my situation. <laughs> so, pretty much, they used my situation for money devotion about people trusting in God. And, you know, sometimes it does happen. <laughs> on Saturday, 
<laughs> Saturday morning at um, 10 a.m., the HR rep called me and told me, you know, apologies, like I didn't, I was too tired yesterday, then I couldn't, I couldn't call you. But like 10, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, you were giving me a call. So pretty much I was the only person left, and then he decided he was going to call me the next day. And <laughs> That was a very, very long night. <laughs> that was a very, 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 very long night. We have to remember the word of God. Remember every single word that the Lord has spoken to you. Remember every word that he has spoken to you. It might look like it is not yet happening, but his word would definitely come to pass. When, on, on, on Wednesday, we began to talk about, um, we're going to talk about the transition between darkness night into morning we're going to talk about that on wednesday and we said that 1201 is morning right but there is no light 1201 is morning but there is no light but it's still morning but the problem is that some people will walk away They're like well i've waited all this while you know weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning morning 1201 someone walks away They're like i've done this too much i can't trust anymore can you just hang on and wait a little bit? Light is coming. Because remember his word. Remember his word, the word of God. Remember the word. It is definitely going to come to pass. And echoing the service again. Can we rise on our feet as I just close? Echoing the, the Wednesday service again. Can you lift up your right hand and decree and declare upon yourself, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. I don't understand. You might be in a situation where it looks like your darkness, the darkness doesn't look like it's even dissipating. It looks like it, just, it has just become permanent. But we're going to decree and declare one more time. Let there be light. Let the light of God shine in that situation. Let the light of God shine in that situation. Can you open your mouth and make that prayer? Let the light of God shine in that situation. Let the light of Jehovah shine in that situation in the name of jesus christ father we pray for every person in this place lord father we pray for your light let your light law be made known let your light law be evident thank you father in the name of jesus christ